The original cast this week is brought to you by Monumental Theatre Company's production of Five Lesbians Eating a Quiche. Directed by Jimmy Mavriquez, the show puts the audience right in the middle of the Sisters of Gertrude Stein's annual quiche breakfast, where threat of communist attack prompts some hilarious and not-so-shocking confessions. Five Lesbians Eating a Quiche. Tickets are now on sale through their website, monumentaltheater.org. Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. Hello and welcome to the Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. Bridget Grace Sheaf and I talked a lot during her Into the Woods episode. This tangent features our opinions on what the job of a theater director actually is. We join the conversation already in progress. So how does this show... So you're, you're, you're in in your work now. Uh-huh. How does this show? Like, what lessons did you take from this show that you apply or you find yourself applying, either consciously or subconsciously? Um, think? So I recently wrote a musical um, mm-hmm. that was workshopped uh, with yes. Monumental Theater Company. Shout yes. out! Um, and one of the things that I realized, and, and I think it's Sondheim in general, is that I write very wordy songs. Mm-hmm. Like they're very, and my composer pointed this out to me, and I. You know, and I believe him, but it right. was it was it wasn't until it was performed that I said, "Oh yeah, there's a lot of the sort of internal rhyme structure and the sort of way that the lyrics play out." I can see a lot of Sondheim influence, but no Sondheim skill. Like, right. let's be clear here. He, um, well, is, maybe some. Uh, but like, not. I, I, like, like, if I could have two percent Sondheim skill in the musical I've currently written, I would consider. Well, he's myself been doing it for sixty years. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know. I got, just feel like I should be good at everything right. immediately, right away. and that's right, a yeah. different problem. Well, but you're in America. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. Um, he so in the in the company DVD the mm-hmm. um, Rollo Sparza company sure there one of the special features is an interview with Stephen Sondheim and one of the things he talks about is how much he did not enjoy working on West Side Story mm-hmm. and he doesn't phrase he's very politic he says I think, I, I I always shock people because I, I'm not very fond of the lyrics of West Side Story I find them very self conscious that's partly because Lenny wanted it to be a poetic show well his idea of poetry and my idea of poetry are different his I. His idea of poetry is my idea of purple prose, and um, and I, I, I again partly because I've been uh, sort of brought up by Oscar, I believe in underwriting lyrics. I think the you know the simpler the better. I think you know Maria Maria. I I, I just met a girl named Maria is more poetic than today. The world was just an address, a place for me to live in. Lenny kept pushing me toward to writing poetic lyrics. So um, I'm afraid uh, I, uh, that show is studded with very self-conscious lyrics. It's not so much they're bad, but they point attention to the author. You know, my favorite example I've quoted many times is uh, Maria, you know, this Puerto Rican girl uh, uh, who's just met uh, Tony. She sings a song called I Feel Pretty, and she says, it's alarming how charming I feel. And I, as I've said before, that would be not unwelcome in Noel Coward's living room. But, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, his idea and my idea of, of lyric writing were, were, were um, somewhat different. Um, so I do like, there are a couple of lyrics in West Side I do like. I like Something's Coming very much, and um, I like the Jet song. But most of the others make me wince. Mm. Purple prose is a phrase which has existed before. Yes. Sondheim didn't invent it, but it was the first time I had heard it. Um, and I'm very conscious of 
Sondheim yeah. purple prose in my head. And I think about that visually um, as well as lyrically and mm-hmm. verbally. Like, what is visual purple prose versus what is real poetry? And It's a fine line. It is, really. It's, it's very really hard. And line. So I, I, I find myself thinking about that when designing aesthetic mm-hmm. for shows or pulling images or talking about moments, um, obviously. Uh, <laughs> that, so. But it is, the, it is the, as a director, mm-hmm. I think that the greatest temptation we face is the desire to do something. Uh-huh. And that is rarely the right choice. Oh, you know, right. it is, it, 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 if you go back to the job title as a director, your job is to direct, like direct traffic. You're not driving all the cars. Right. You know what I mean? So that's a really good, that's a really big problem to pay attention to when you're sure. directing is to that, like, you've got to keep this, like, you don't want people to notice the direction. The direction should right. be invisible. And if it's invisible, it will therefore be very visible because people are like, wow, that was a really, really good show. Well, it was a really show. well-directed exactly. show. Yeah, Right. If you're offering together. action, you become in a parallel plane with the playwright composer. You know, whoever, mm-hmm. wherever the text of the show came with, if you as the author of the action of the piece operate on the same parallel but different planes, then you are achieving you are you are supporting the text and achieving what the text wants, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're a servant to so many things as the director. I think people oh yeah like to glorify the job as the director. Like you get to be the one in charge, and so often it's, I think you are so the, you're the servant. You are yeah you're you the are funnel. The, I mean you're not you know you're the central nervous system. Exactly right. All, yeah. It's all going through you, but you're not right. you're not dri- you're not driving the car. You're not. You know, let's just stick with that metaphor. You're you're <laughs> right. you're not you're not running the show in in that same. Right. kind of way you're sort of making sure that everything is working in one unified direction <laughs> unlike filmmaking i think people do that because they think of filmmaking as like those are I two very different jobs directing a movie and directing a, mm-hmm. a play and it's there's a reason you don't see many people successfully doing both right. because they are very very different mm-hmm. jobs and yeah it, it is a, a very very hard to know the difference and i uh-huh. and i think that even directors who did a lot of theater who are good at filmmaking are generally known for being either autocratic, like Bob Fosse, who was just in his rehearsal room. Right. It was his show. Right. And so when he can make a movie, because it's the same basic thing. <laughs> right. Or they have a reputation as filmmakers for not actually being, for letting the director of photography do most of the visual work. And they kind of do, they work with the actors like Sam Mendes. Sure. So I, I, I'm trying to, I, I can't at the moment, that, like Hal Prince, for example, who is very well regarded as sure. one of the best theater directors ever, directed three movies and they all suck. Like it's just, and they're really <laughs> bad. They're really, really <laughs> like bad movies. Hal movie. they, well, he directed the film version of Little Night Music, most famously oh. with Elizabeth Taylor, actually. Yes. And it is directed, it is directed like the, like he'd never even seen a movie, let alone put I to agree. me. Yeah. Visually, it's a, it's, it's a really kind of a absolute mess. mess. So in, in any event, but that's, it, that's a good, that's a really good lesson to kind of hold on to. I think it. so. Well, and even even because my access to Into the Woods was actually first through the video recording, uh, because because I saw it first, mm-hmm. uh, it informed a lot of my theatrical staging. It made me think of that in a different way uh, than just, oh, this is musically how it goes. That's something I didn't understand until, until much later. Mm-hmm. And so... The lesson, the lessons from Into the Woods that I am pulling out are a little, a little bit more holistic, um, even even with the the sort of removal 
uh, that filming a staged yeah. piece kind of gives yes. you. Yeah. Um, you get to see that in a different way. But, right. Yeah. It is an interesting... We'll just talk about directing for a while. Why the hell not? This is, whatever. It's good. Um, yeah, I always feel I'm, I am of two minds of constantly about James Lapine's direction sure. of his own work. Mm-hmm. And I think Sunday is brilliant, and the video kind of bears that out. Uh-huh. I think so. And But Into the Woods and Passion for me both have moments where I feel like and more passion, which I think is borne out by the fact that it's been kind of rewritten and reworked sure. since I its Broadway so. production. It feels like there's a point if you're writing it. Have you ever directed anything you wrote? Um, like a, like a like, full production not, version? Like I, uh, okay, so mm-hmm. that's what all those sounds were. So <laughs> we used to do a, a like a sketch competition mm-hmm. where we would write and perform pieces in a week, like, you know, 10-minute plays. Sure. So I've done that. Uh, but that's so, that's so different than doing something, you know, like a full length. Like watch, right. directing yourself for 95 125 minutes yeah i think is exhausted <laughs> that's yeah. exhaust 10 minutes is like oh because this is this moment is clearly this it can only take up this much space on stage whereas if you're directing something full out it's oh well this is my mental process and i can right taffy pull that as long as i want yeah I, I i i've never done it um i have done i do it every year at play in a day i write and direct but sure play in a day People have asked me, how can you do both? And I'm just sort of thinking, how can you not? Because, like, I'm rewriting this show <laughs> as you go. As we go. Sure. I'm figuring out the script. I think that's the. And it's just this much more streamlined. I'm more impressed with the people because most of the groups don't do that. Most of them have a playwright and a director. And I just think that's terribly confusing to me. That's a lot of work. Um, but, like you say, that's a 10 minute piece. And that's something where mm-hmm. the job of writer and director are kind of one job the right. whole way through it. We're just trying to make a show here really quickly. Right. Um, I have done one piece of mine. Uh, years and years ago that was like an hour piece I wrote for a bunch of college students and that was really writing and directing at the same time and that was very stressful Mm -hmm. and I haven't done it since and I don't really have any interest in directing a full length that I've written I I, I think that it's hard enough Mm -hmm. because there's a point where you have to put the script when I'm directing videos or any rate there's a point where I put down the script and now I pick up as the script as the director and I it's a different hat. I'm putting on oh, a different set and you're treating the script differently accordingly. And I don't know how you, like when I'm in the rehearsal hall as a playwright, I'm writing all the time. I'm constantly working and right. moving and changing and doing. I don't have time to worry about like your sight line. I don't give a damn. Like I'm trying to figure out how these lines <laughs> go together. It's, it's hard because the permeable membrane between text and and like authorship mm-hmm. of two different senses becomes really hard to is this a problem that I, as the director, need to p- fix, or is this a problem that is with the script? Right. And I, I'm not good enough at self-editing in either capacity in my life. I could not. I could not possibly do both at the same time and have all of those insecurities and flaws that I have rise to the surface like that. I think I would. Well, and I always say, I oh, it's a script myself. problem. I'll fix it. And always, the, I have a director being like, no, hang on, let me like give me, right. give me, let me try to figure it out. And then they try to figure it out. And then sometimes they do, uh-huh. and then sometimes they don't. They come back and okay, you do right. need this. Does need to be rewritten. But my gut instinct is always go, no, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. And that is not, not always the right answer. No. Someone else needs to be there. I know people who vehemently disagree with this, but I think. In general, in theater, it is not a good idea for a playwright to direct the first, the premiere of their piece. Mm-hmm. Once it's been premiered and done and, like, it, it's a st- the script is more established if you want to come back and, like, 
David Mamet does this every now and again. Takes a script and does a new production of an older show. Sure. Like that's that's a different kind of feel to it. The I script's so. kind of alive already. But as I'm figuring this thing out in the rehearsal room, that's a terrible idea. And I kind of feel I wonder how much of it's mainly in passion I have this problem. But in Into the Woods, there are some moments of kind of like it feels a little we're making leaps in logic in the story. It's actually oddly mainly in the first act. Right. <laughs> where things kind of like happen and we we know the fairy tales, so it's fine. But right. it does feel a little underwritten in segments. Yeah. To me. The rules because the rules of the first act are this is a fairy tale. So fairy tale things. Yes. Can happen. Yes. Um, so sort of the mysterious old man. I think the mysterious old man in the first act, well, absolutely necessary and a very important plot element, is probably not as well integrated. Oh, should we name all the Deus Ex Machinas in the first act? I mean, uh, we could. <laughs> I mean, how long do you got? Man, like, <laughs> the original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. This episode was recorded at the Media Production Center at American University. Special thanks to Jeffrey Madison, Tom Fish, and Imani Mular. If you like the original cast, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. It's the easiest way to make sure other people find the show. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Once again, the original cast is brought to you this week by Monumental Theatre Company's production of Five Lesbians Eating a Quiche, directed by Jimmy Mavriquez. Tickets are now on sale through their website, MonumentalTheatre.org. My thanks to Bridget Grace Sheaf for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Ah!